0: Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. The world of commerce is fast-paced and constantly changing. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, enables commerce leaders to turn possibilities into reality. Commerce Tools helps businesses go from underperforming to overachieving and from keeping up to setting the pace, all at a lower total cost. Go to Commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's June 19th, 2023, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, update from Retail Innovation Conference 2023. Updated on those grocery e-commerce numbers, Walmart launches startup Accelerator. Payment provider Stripe joins Mach Alliance. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains seven items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first in our shopping cart full of news. Update from the Retail Innovation Conference 2023. I traveled last week to Chicago to attend the Retail Innovation Conference, or RICE. If you're wondering what Rice is, it's the old internet retailer event. Why did I go? I spoke with Ed Jimenez from Amazon and Sharon Gee from Feedonomics about Buy With Prime and how it can help merchants who want to build lifetime value from direct-to-consumer websites. One of the biggest pieces of news from the event was that if you have a first-party relationship with Amazon, you can now use this Amazon program to power your direct-to-consumer website using Buy With Prime. That's a pretty cool feature. As far as this Rice event itself, let me cut to the chase. The event is kind of a shell of its former glory of internet retailer event. Shop Talk has almost killed it off, and I'm worried that with Shop Talk coming to Chicago next year, it will finish the job. Given that I only spent 24 hours in Chicago and seemingly about half of that time in traffic, here are a few impressions. On day one, there were about eight hours of talks with a lot of people there, but the show floor was closed. Yes, you heard that right. The exposition floor was closed on the first day of the event. Sounds like a no thank you to all the vendors involved. While I didn't attend the event last year, the last time I went was 2019. I'm told by many people that did that the conference was about half the size of last year. This is at the same time that conferences like Shop Talk and Manifest continue to grow by leaps and bounds. Overall, the logistics for the event were not great. And while I didn't attend on day one, other attendees told me they ran out of food. Given that you know how many people are coming to the event, how does that happen? I polled a few of the vendors who were on the show floor, and I'm told that the brands on the floor were few in number but serious. It's just that there are so few vendors to evaluate as well. Did I mention that the exposition hall itself was about half of its previous size that I remember? And even with that, about half of the vendors that were there, I've never heard of. Of course, It's difficult to give critical feedback in the most constructive way possible, and I'm going to get together with some of the organizers in the next week to help them brainstorm and improve the future. Safe to say, it's almost sad to see a conference in such decline. This is coming from someone who has been going to IRCE on and off for the past 20 years. This next week, I'll actually be back in Chicago again at the Envision B2B event, which will be a new one for me. So look me up if you're there. Our second story, update on grocery e-commerce. It looks like that while e-commerce groceries surged during the pandemic, things are coming back to normal somewhat according to a new survey done by the website Payments. Here are a few findings. At the top level, 87% of grocery e-commerce is done in stores and not online, which is one of the lowest penetrated categories still. Kroger, which had been rolling out new e-commerce fulfillment facilities using Ocado, has slowed the rollout of the service, likely due to adoption. Grocery stores like Trader Joe's, which have done basically nothing about e-commerce, are still doing well. Look, while I'm bullish on e-commerce generally, we need to be realistic here. Consumer behavior is very slow to change. Delivering great fruits and vegetables is still a mystery for even pretty high-end retailers like Whole Foods. Finally, most people go on one big stock-up trip to the grocery store or Costco each week, which means that the place for online is still at the margins. When you need something in a hurry, or you're too busy to go out because of other constraints. The challenge with this kind of behavior is that it's at the margins. Mainstream grocery shopping is still not shifting online anytime soon. Our third story. Walmart launches online accelerator. I saw a new press release from Walmart last week, which could be useful for the startups in the audience. Walmart has launched what they are calling a Web3 accelerator. Now, before you think it's only about NFTs and crypto, it's actually not. Walmart defines the categories as decentralized commerce infrastructure, data and growth solutions, immersive experiences, and of course, the AI blockchain stack. Couldn't be an accelerator without AI, right? By supporting startups in this realm, Walmart aims to stay at the forefront of emerging trends, enhance its digital strategy, and ultimately provide a more personalized and engaging commerce experience for its customers. So it's a win for Walmart. For startups, you could do worse than getting a stamp of approval from Walmart. For startups that are interested in participating, links to the Outlier Ventures program is in the show notes. Applications close by the end of July. And our last story. Payment provider Stripe joins the MACH Alliance. The momentum of payment providers joining the MACH Alliance continues as Stripe joins Adyen and the MACH Alliance. Expect others to follow. The simple way to look at Stripe joining the Mach alliance is Stripe going up market and needs to find new partners, events, and alliances. Not that this will be easy, but the signal it sends is interesting to watch on its own. Aligning with a particular group like the Mach alliance can be a big part of a go-to-market strategy. To the extent that you see more enterprise retailers and brands taking similar strategies and you want enterprise organizations as part of your addressable market, it helps to align this way and make them feel more comfortable about you as a provider. This is a smart move by Stripe, particularly as it prepares for an IPO next year. Of course, Stripe's partnerships with Shopify and Amazon are fantastic, but they're also complete. What's next? This partnership provides part of the answer, Stripe moving up market. I like to think of e-commerce in terms of ecosystems. In the past five years, the two largest ecosystems in e-commerce were very simple to identify. Shopify for SMB and mid-market direct to consumer e-commerce and Amazon for the most marketplace sellers. To be clear, the two largest ecosystems are not changing anytime soon. That doesn't mean that these trends are not worth following, however. If you're a third-party service provider, these Amazon and Shopify are the easiest places to hunt for new brands growing the fastest. In the past few years, the Mock Alliance has put a pretty clear stake in the ground in terms of the enterprise e-commerce ecosystem. Their progress has been notable. Personally, I joined as an advisory board member earlier this year to continue to learn how it can help enterprise customers that I work with not to the exclusion of other platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce, but in addition to. This move continues Stripe's evolution and stretching into new markets. Just to give you some idea how Stripe's branding has changed in the past few years, from June 2018 through 2020, Stripe's tagline was new standard in online payments, which has a clear lean toward direct consumer e-commerce. In 2021, the messaging changed to payments infrastructure for the internet, which sounds a little bit more substantial than the previous messaging. In 2022, now it's financial infrastructure for the internet, which is expanding the total addressable market further. Financial infrastructure basically tells the world that any kind of financial technology is fair game to Stripe in the future, not just payments. And where are the biggest opportunities for growth long-term? Of course, with the largest companies in the world. Hey, Watsonians, this is Rick. Tired of trying to find good e-commerce discussion on Twitter and LinkedIn and only find self-promotion instead? High quality discussions are migrating to more intimate sites like the RMW Commerce community. Recently on the forum, Amazon CEO Andy Jassy got roasted by an investor in an open letter by Bernstein, and our community was here for it, breaking it all down with a 14-post thread started by Hendrik Laubscher. Check it out at community.rmwcommerce.com today. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform neared the end of its life, the entire business was at risk, including the ability to serve customers. By switching to Commerce Tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision of connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing its position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at www.commercetools.com today. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have six items on the menu today. First, App AppPlatformBuilder.ai raised a $250 million Series D. The company Builder calls itself an AI-powered software platform which turns ideas into apps. I can't help but think this is a bad idea because it's messaging really focused on individuals who can't build apps on their own that can turn their ideas now into reality. If there's one thing I need less of on my iPhone, it's more apps. Second, European e-commerce aggregator Seller X acquires US roll-up company Elevate Brands in a share deal and raises additional funds. The fact that cash was not involved in the acquisition of Elevate brands tells you a lot. Elevate investors live to fight another day. In other news, Seller X raised an additional 64 million from existing investors, which is not an easy thing to do in the current environment. I found many investors willing to let their previous investments die rather than throw good money after bad. Third, Publisus Sapient acquires e-commerce agency Cora. Those that have been in the e-commerce space for a long time probably know of Cora. They've been a longtime leader in the Magento implementation space and have branched out to other platforms like Shopify in the past years. Despite this, it never felt to me that they moved too far past their Magento roots. In a world where Magento is not winning many direct-to-consumer deals, that's a problem for an agency like Cora. and I can't imagine the agency was growing significantly in recent years as a result. Fourth, venture capital arm of L'Oreal invests in Series B of biotech company Debut. I didn't realize that L'Oreal had a venture arm but now I know it has one, and it's called Debut, which launched in 2018, actually. I continue to be bullish on large brands and retailers starting venture arms, and for startups to pursue investments from these companies as strategic investors can provide a lot of specialized resources for startups. Debut is a synthetic biotech company that focuses on sustainable beauty concepts. Fifth, Amazon services company Channel Key acquires seller's tool company, Caspian. This acquisition, I think, is relatively straightforward to understand. Most agencies need automation to become more efficient so a services company needing proprietary technology to scale is not hard to understand. Caspian raised $50 million over its history and completed a direct NASDAQ listing in 2022. Given that a stock price was near zero, I imagine it was required for pocket change. And finally, Curry nabs $42 million for its construction-focused last-mile logistics platform. Specialized service provider for B2B categories continue to spring up and Curry is in the conversation here. Curry is in the construction space as a last mile logistics provider. The company's services included a nationwide carrier network, logistics software, and other supply chain services. It's likely the company's same day and rush services are among its most popular. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. The show is produced by Jose Baez, production manager, Gabriela Montakey. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts.